reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said. You called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord, because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. Verbum Domini.
reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Verum Domini.
Dominus Fabiscum. Lexia Sancti Evangelii Secundum Ioannem. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Verbum Domini. First of all, we're very grateful for all of your prayers for the friars this past week as our community has been on retreat. We're also very grateful for Father Wade for covering for us the televised mass throughout the week. On the second Sunday of Ordinary Time, we're given the call of Samuel in our first reading today. And we are told that as a young boy, he was sleeping in the temple. So one thing we get from this is he stayed very close to the Lord that even sleeping near in the Lord's presence as the temple where the Ark of the Covenant was, that was God's presence for his people. So he stayed close to the Lord, and that's where he had this encounter where God had called him. And we also see that sometimes it's very difficult um, to understand um, based on our situation or just because of our own weakness or that, to discern what the Lord's call is, if it's the Lord calling, when he's calling, where he's calling from. And so Samuel did not hesitate to go to Eli, who was instructing him in the temple. Sometimes we need help, we need counsel, based on difficult situations or for discerning something that we think might be coming from the Lord. So this young boy, Eli, or excuse me, Samuel went to Eli to help him discern this. And in fact, he thought that Eli himself was calling him. But then when Eli did guide him and eventually told him, if you hear that again, Say, so speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, right? And that's a wonderful prayer that we can incorporate into our own prayer lives. Every day, throughout the day, or especially also when we read sacred scripture, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Lord, what is it that you want to say to me through your word? Because God does speak to us through his inspired word, through sacred scripture. So that's one example we certainly get from Samuel is to have a listening, attentive listening heart to God speaking to us. We also know that in God's providence, Samuel would be um, one of the most important 
uh, you know, ones to actually to anoint, uh, to anoint kings. He would anoint Saul and David. And he wasn't afraid. He had courage, too, because oftentimes the message that the prophets had was not easy. Um, in fact, because it was Eli that told him, who, had, who helped set him up with this encounter with God, God gave Samuel strong words for Eli and his sons because his sons were gravely sinning. And yet he didn't hesitate. He had the courage to deliver a difficult message. Um, so we see these, again, characteristics of Samuel, and we can ask for those graces too. Whatever, whatever God's will is for us, that we have that courage and that we have that attentive, listening heart um, to what God is saying to us, and especially if he wants to use us as instruments to help others, to point others to the Lord, to lead them to the Lord. Now we have this reading, the church gives us this reading of the call of Samuel, and it pairs it with the call of the first two disciples in St. John's Gospel. And there is a parallel, if we look at that, not only is there a calling, but it's God calling. It's God calling Samuel, and we see that it's God made flesh, our Lord Jesus Christ, who's calling Andrew, and one of the other is unnamed, but it's assumed that it's John himself. It's his gospel. And so we look at the gospel passage today, and it starts with John the Baptist, right? And he's seeing the Lord walking by, and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. And in these two, Andrew, and again, we're assuming it's John, they went to the Lord, and he asked them a question that each of us have to answer too. And it's, what are you searching for? What are you looking for? And that's something to spend time with in prayer too. What am I looking for? Do I desire truth? Do I desire Christ to be with him? Because we know it's only in him that we find peace. It's only in him that we find happiness. Any other thing, we're going to end up disappointed or not satisfied, unsatisfied. I'm reminded of a phrase from St. Teresa of Avila that said, every time that I have an excess of anything, it only leads to more distress or anxiety. Right? because our attention is on that material thing. But the less I have, the easier it is to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord, to keep our eyes fixed on the things of heaven. Right? There's, there's great value in living a simple life, right? that we might be, strive to be wholeheartedly fixed on the Lord. But then the Lord says, he asks these two disciples, where, or he says, what are you looking for? And they immediately ask him. They don't answer his question directly. They say, where are you staying? St. Thomas Aquinas read into that, and he said that what they're getting at is they want to know where he's staying because they don't want to seem superficial or we can get it in one, one direct response or we can find all about you. We want to know where you're staying so we can spend time with you and learn more about you. And they, ask, they call him rabbi, teacher. It means they wanted to be taught. They wanted the truth. They wanted to be with the Lord. They want to learn what he came to reveal. And we know that they did stay with him. St. John says with them, they did go with him. They stayed with him that day. And obviously that changed their lives. That encounter with the Lord changed their lives. And we see the fruit of what happened, that encounter with the Lord. Because right after that, St. John tells us, what is the fruit of it? Andrew went and he first found his own brother and he told him, we have found the Messiah. And then St. John says, then he brought him to Jesus. That's the fruit of the encounter, right? He couldn't keep that treasure to himself. He had to share it with others. And he immediately went to his own brother, to Simon Peter. We have found the Messiah. And so this is something, again, we learn from this. 
that when we have an authentic encounter with the Lord, he fills us with his joy, with his peace, and we want to bring others to the Lord as well. And finally, we have today in our readings, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, and he's warning them about sins against purity, sins against chastity, that these are particularly sins that we need to avoid. And St. Paul says specifically, avoid immorality. Now, scripture scholars have said that's kind of a weak translation, avoid immorality. A more literal translation would be flee immorality. Right? That's not something we want to mess with or joke around with. When there's temptations against purity, we flee. Because of our weakness, it's so easy to fall. St. Paul says every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the immoral person sins against his own body. And he goes on to say that the, the seriousness of sins against purity is because we are temples of the Holy Spirit. We aren't just empty. We're not just shells. Right? When we were baptized, God came to dwell within us, the Holy Trinity. That's why I want to live holy and pure lives and to be nourished by our Lord's body and blood and holy communion. We know we are weak, and that's why we thank God for the gift of confession, to be purified, to be cleansed, to be strengthened. But we're called, especially St. Paul calls us, to protect these temples of the Holy Spirit that we are, the great gift that we received in, in the sacrament of baptism. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own? And that's a reminder, we are not our own. Right? St. Paul says you are purchased with a price. Our Lord purchased us with his sacrifice, his, his passion, his death on the cross. We belong to him. And he concludes saying, glorify God in your body. Right? That's what we want to do. We want to glorify God by our works, by our words, by our entire lives. Or St. Paul would say, do everything you do, whether you eat or drink, do all for the glory of God. Right? We want to glorify him. So I'll conclude just with that phrase, the refrain that we heard in our responsorial psalm, which we sung today, which is, here I am, here I am Lord, I come to do your will. Right? So if we tie, tie everything together, we want this attentiveness, this receptivity that we saw in Samuel. To speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We want to do his holy will to avoid sin, to avoid anything that's going to desecrate these temples of the Holy Spirit that we are. And we want to follow the Lord because he's constantly calling us. He's asking us, what are you seeking for? Are we seeking him? Are we seeking truth and goodness and beauty? And then when we have that, when we have that encounter with him, we want to go out, and as St. As Andrew did, to bring others to the Lord, to point them to him and to bring them to him, and ultimately want to help lead them on the path to heaven.